0: Art of the pivot is brought to you by signavio
1: hello there and welcome again to art of the pivot i remain your host mark jeffries and today we have a somewhat chill conversation for you as we welcome dina wimet dina is the global product innovation chief for ben and jerry's ice cream a global brand well known for its creative flavors and of course product quality Now, Ben & Jerry's is a wholly owned subsidiary of Unilever, a $50 billion multinational consumer goods company. Dina, our guest today, has been with Ben & Jerry's for more than 14 years, having served in multiple brand innovation and communication roles. In 2019, she was asked to lead the company's products innovation efforts. In her role, Dina applies an integrated approach to innovation, weaving the Ben & Jerry's progressive three-part mission, which I believe is human rights and dignity, social and economic justice and environmental protection, restoration and regeneration, with its ingredients and flavours. Welcome, Dina. Great to see you. Where do we find you today?
0: Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I am right outside of our head office, uh, which is in Burlington, Vermont. I'm in a little town called Jericho.
1: Fabulous. Well, thank you again for spending the time with us. And uh, it seems like you have a job that many of us would probably envy somewhat, coming up with new flavors for such a brand. Uh, But I'm guessing there's more to it than most of us realize. Why don't you give us a little bit of insight, if you could?
0: Absolutely, it's definitely quite a role and it really allows me to work both uh, the left and the right sides of my brain thinking creatively and also analytically um, as we come up with new flavors and new items for our fans. Um, I eat a lot of ice cream, uh, so that's always uh, the fun part of the role, um, but also look a lot at consumer research, um, insights, uh, sales data, from a more technical side, uh, sort of along with uh, brainstorming and um, all sort of the fun that goes into thinking of new creative ideas.
1: And there's just so much creativity there. And apparently, and and please correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but I understand that the company hires flavor gurus to help with the creation of some of these new flavors. And I'd love to know, number one, how does one become a flavor guru? And, And how do these people work with your team?
0: Yeah, so Flavor Guru is our spin on research and development. And so these are the folks in our organization who take trends and uh, the delicious parts of um, ingredients and flavors and bring them to life in our ice cream. And so uh, typically uh, we have folks that are either chefs, or food scientists, people who really love food, who um, know how food comes together. Um, and they bring them uh, with our teams uh, as we look at sort of marrying what trends are out there, what our consumers, and our fans are looking for, um, what our competition is coming out with. And so they take all of the great concepts and ideas and turn them into flavors and prototypes for us to try.
1: That is amazing. Um, So personal story, my wife's grandfather, who I never met, was apparently a tea taster. He had a very unique palate, and he was able to taste the variations, very subtle variations in teas, which I thought was fascinating. But what makes us all laugh is that apparently in his downtime, he would not drink tea. That's the last thing he wanted. I'm wondering if your gurus uh, gorge on ice cream in their downtime. I'm, I'm guessing probably not.
0: Some of them are still as big an ice cream lover today, even eating it all the time as they were before they joined the company. I think food is a really common thread that weaves us all together. We all most love food. We love talking about food. We love researching food. Um, And so um, I still love ice cream and Ben & Jerry's as much as I did uh, also before I started at the company.
1: All right, good, good to hear. Now, of course, um, there are successful flavors, And there are flavours that have, well, I guess you could say, outstayed their welcome. And I believe you guys have a flavour graveyard in Burlington where the banished flavours are retired. Um, What what happens and and who makes the decision that you, Mr Flavour, you're out?
0: Yeah, I love our Flavor ga- uh, Graveyard. It's a top um, you know, destination for people when they come to visit our factory. They want to walk around. There are tombstones, and you can pay your respects to the dearly departed. <laughs> um, and it's a real a great way for us to celebrate our failures, right? Um, in innovation, you have successes. You have things that don't always make it. Um, and so the graveyard is really where we get to bring those things to life. Um, Sometimes things don't sell as well as we want them to. Sometimes what we think is really delicious and tasty um, at Ben & Jerry's is not what everyone is really thinking about when they go and buy their ice cream. And so we analyze sort of how they're performing, what their sales levels are, what we might be coming out with in the future and sort of how to round out the portfolio and then usually have to say goodbye to a few things every year.
1: So if a flavor doesn't make it, you put it on ice. (laughs) Um, And by the way, do any flavors ever get resurrected? Do you ever go back to the graveyard and go, you know, we need to bring this one back?
0: Yeah. What's really amazing is our fans are super engaged in our brand and the things that they love. And so every year we get about 14,000 uh, consumer requests and suggestions of which many times it's, can you bring back my favorite flavor? And then they list sort of what it is. Um, just a few years back, we brought White Russian uh, into soup, Scoop Shops again. That's a, a top selling uh, flavor that that is requested. Um, and we have another one coming out next year, which is a secret for now. But you have to look out. Ooh!
1: Can you give us a clue? Nope. I am. Not even a clue. <laughs> oh, not even a little. Not even a little taster. Um, so okay. So you've got your gurus. You've got your graveyards. Of course, you're adding and subtracting flavor varieties what what governs the number of choices you have i always think that if there's too many choices it's it's overwhelming and then of course you run the risk of those people that are in front of you in the ice cream store tasting everything first and then there's no time left to buy the ice cream
0: yeah um what we definitely know is that with an ice cream and definitely with our fans Variety is key. Uh, People are treasure hunters. They're looking for the newest, craziest thing that we come out with and they wanna give it a try. At the same time, to your point, we have uh, folks who just love their favorite flavor, right? Cherry Garcia or cookie dough is all they ever want uh, when they come to Ben & Jerry's. And so it's making sure that we have a good balance of new and exciting things along with the classics that people uh, love and go back to time after time.
1: Um, your relationship with a customer is very interesting. We'll come on to that more in a, in a moment. But when it comes to communicating with said customer, do you welcome suggestions? And I mean, that must be impossible to, to process the amount of people sending you messages going, why don't you try this?
0: Yeah, we will divvy them up amongst uh, the group. So our flavor gurus, the marketers, will each take sort of a month or a part of the list. We'll go through them looking for trends. Um, We really are interested in hearing what our fans have to say. My favorite uh, thing is anytime you travel, when we used to travel more, and you had your Ben and Jerry's logo. (laughs) Anytime you sit down on a plane and someone sees, uh, you know, your backpack or your jacket that says Ben & Jerry's, they immediately have their suggestion on what we should make next. So it's something that people are really engaged with us on. They really always want to think about how to take Ben & Jerry's to the next level and make their favourite flavour.
1: So funny. you got to deal with people coming up to you going, whiskey, peanut butter and garlic. I'm telling you, it's going to be a winner. Um, so so your charter, I understand, is to, to constantly innovate. And so you're always bringing new ideas and and new approaches. How much of the innovation, by the way, I'm going to split it here, uh, is spent on on flavor, on the final product? And how much is spent maybe on the process and the experience, the customer experience coming into a store or working with you in, in any type of delivery fashion?
0: Yeah, we always try to keep our fans at the heart of everything we do. So when we are thinking about new flavors in that early stage and ideation, um, all the way through to the end, when it ends up on the shelf or in one of our scoop shops, the fan is at the heart of that. So we're thinking, what are their problems? What are the things that they're missing? What can we help solve for them? Uh, What can we do to just bring them a little bit of joy um, and fun? And so we're looking at those things from start to finish. Um, They really are part of it all the way through.
1: Great. And of course, with that in mind, one of the, the noticeable elements of your brand is how you position values as driving what you do, from the ingredients you use to how you launch new products. So I'd love to know a little bit more. And, and who decides within the company which values are the right ones?
0: Oh, so many questions there. I love it. Um, So what uh, I actually really love about Ben & Jerry's is our values are at the heart of the business. They're part of everything. Just like we talked about the fan is part of everything we do, so are our values. They're not an add-on. We have another team, a social mission team, who is really just responsible for thinking about Uh, The ingredients we source, the way we, um, you know, incorporate dairy into our business, sustainability, activism, they're really focused in on that part of our mission. And so as we are creating new items, as we're looking at innovation, those folks are brought in from the beginning. And so it's it's not something we add on at the end. It's not an afterthought. It's really ingrained in everything we do from the start. So we really are looking at our ingredients, how we source things, how we practice our business.
1: Now, okay, let me let me be cynical and challenge you because I totally understand. You know, thinking about sourcing, thinking about buying from the right organisations, the right people, providing opportunities around the world, but then there is a difficult. Um, there's a difficult conflict that a lot of businesses are facing right now, which is how much should they be outspoken on values that are probably not linked to ice cream at all. So there have been moments in in the recent past, right, with Ben and Jerry's, where some people have got upset by the values you've proclaimed. How do you know what's right to put out there, and isn't there a risk of taking one side in a dispute of some sort?
0: Yeah. So we're guided by our values and our principles. So when Ben and Jerry started the organization, they had a set of progressive values that came out. If you think about you as a person, right? You have a set of values and things that you believe in. So do Ben and Jerry's, the company. And we believe that as a business, we have a lot of um, influence in the world. We have a lot of ability to um, bring people along on a journey to make things a better place. And yes, there's of course a risk when you go out there Um, and talk about your values and talk about something other than ice cream. But we know a couple of things. Our fans and the people around us are starting to look at brands as a pillar for doing more than just selling what they make, right? They wanna understand more about the business and their practices. So that's one thing that we know more and more is important um, as people look at the businesses they 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 are buying from. And then secondly, if you are true to your, to your values and true to who you are. There, there are going to be risks. There are people who aren't going to like that, um, but there are also people who are going to love you for it and who are going to connect with you on, on a deeper level. And that's what we really are after.
1: So, so when a brand and an organization considers making, you know, a, a, a sizable statement, they accept that they're going to lose some customers while retain some others. And, and that's just part of, part of the game?
0: Yes. In order to have people love you, sometimes you have to have people hate you as well. And it's the lovers and the people who will be passionate about your business and your brand. Those are the ones that you want to keep day after day.
1: Fascinating. All right. Well, thank you for that insight. You know, we've all been through um, some really uncertain times. I mean, even now, you know, we used to be able to predict the future quite well, but who knows what's coming up in six months or a year. Uh, And of course, we've all been through this journey. Um, How's that affected your job, your responsibilities? Um, For example, has there been a greater priority to perhaps speed up innovation or, or change the pace of it? And also, I wonder where ice cream has fitted in into a very difficult life where where we we look for comfort. We seek out moments of comfort and joy.
0: Yeah. Ben and Jerry's definitely played a role with our fans during this sort of troubled COVID time. Um, When you're looking for comfort, when you're sort of home a little bit more and you want something to um, enjoy, to bring you a little bit of reward, or um, peace of mind, Ben and Jerry's becomes part of that. And so we definitely saw our brand um, and our products show up a lot more in our consumers' homes on their couches uh, as they were watching their Netflix and sort of cozying right. up at home. So um, that that was really a, an exciting part, I guess, to some degree of this this trying time. Um, Within our group, uh, we just sort of kept on keeping on. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we look so far ahead uh, within innovation that we tried not to get distracted by some of the tensions and the difficulties of COVID and really thought about all the things we always did. What are our consumers looking for? What are our fans wanting from us? What problems exist and how can we solve them?
1: When you think about some of the changes you had to make, obviously, many of us went remote. I'm sure the same uh, was true around the Ben & Jerry's organization. Um, Was there anything that you were forced to do as an organization that actually you think, you know what, let's let's keep that up. Let's learn from what we just were made to do and perhaps alter uh, the future of the way the organization operates. Any moments like that?
0: One of uh, the shining stars in all of this, I think, was um, us turning our video cameras on whenever we were in a conference call. You know, I connect with people who aren't in Burlington, who are in Europe, who are in Asia, um, who are at some of our factories around the world. And we all really connected on a deeper level. So while we were disconnected in many ways from being apart, um, I think many of us found uh, deeper relationships built with folks we've been working with forever, but never really had that face to face, even if it's in a virtual um, fashion. And so that's something that we plan to do more uh, going forward.
1: Right. I think a lot of organisations found that too. It's a, it's something we didn't want to do prior. Then we had no choice. And now we've all thought, actually, there's, there's something we can do with this. Um, I have a question for you on, on uh, the comfort side. OK, so if humans, and we know this is true, sought out comfort during lockdown, during the, that time where they couldn't really go very far at all, and as a result, they ate more ice cream... Do you and the team look ahead at at people being more free and getting out on the road more and think, well, maybe we'll sell probably a bit less ice cream because now they're not looking for as much comfort as they were? Or do you just not think in, in in that respect?
0: We look at everything. (laughs) That's that's the other side of your brain, right? The analytical piece. I think one interesting thing that happened during COVID was we saw increased households that were buying us. So these are people who are home more or um, shopping more and and, and bringing ice cream in, but then also that people bought more often. And some of that is tied to when you're home. And so if you think about a typical uh, work week when you go into an office, your ice cream moment is really only able to happen, you know, after dinner, let's say. But when you're home and uh, working remotely, why not a three o'clock ice cream treat? And so we were finding people moving ice cream earlier up into their day part. And so as businesses go hybrid, and as more people sort of work remotely, we're seeing that many of these sort of trends are staying. And so while yes, they can now go out and enjoy ice cream at our scoop shops more than they might have uh, during COVID, we're also seeing them enjoying it more in the afternoons when they're working from home.
1: Very interesting. My goodness. Ice cream habits of the humans out there. Um, When you look back at the last 18 months, what would you chalk up as a big success in your ice cream world? And what would you possibly maybe like a second chance to do again?
0: Yeah. Yeah. One success area I'm really proud of is our launch of Topped, which we launched this year. It's um, our, you know, chunks and swirls and delicious ice cream, and then a thick layer of chocolatey ganache on top. And so Mm. it's a totally new architecture and way of eating Ben & Jerry's. We launched this in the middle of COVID. And so all the development work um, at the factory and getting things up and running really had to happen virtually. So we had to learn how to work differently. Uh, We weren't able to go and support uh, them as they went through trials and got things running. Uh, So we had to use new technologies, uh, new practices to really understand how to see things when you can't really be there in person. So I was really proud that we were able to keep on moving ahead and actually successfully launch this thing.
1: Which is fabulous. Anything you would do differently?
0: Um, One thing that we are already doing differently is uh, how we taste products. And so, um, you know, developing new things, is a really connected event. Usually we are all together. So the flavor gurus, uh, the product uh, marketers, uh, marketing research, we come together, we taste prototypes, we build off each other. And with uh, you know being sent home and, and working remotely, it was a lot harder to connect one-on-one and in groups on uh, flavors. And so we'd, we'd bring home our little sample cups. And while my family loved trying all of the secret <laughs> things, I think a lot of us really missed that connectivity. And so as we look at uh, development for next year, uh, that's something that we've started back again, is finding creative ways to gather together safely, um, but also be able to um, have that collaborative time and that sort of food moment together.
1: Nice. All right. Well, our time is almost up. So one last question. And I know you can't reveal any flavors. I get that. But what's next for, for Ben and Jerry's, the organization?
0: Yeah, we are always looking and I will not tell you any of our secrets about what's coming. i Um, But I do know that uh, as we look at flavors, occasions, um, building off of uh, many of the platforms we have today, like our non-dairy business, is a really big priority for us. Finding ways to get more of our fans and fans who haven't tried us yet to give non-dairy a try, um, see that it's delicious, um, and add it to their ice cream repertoire. So that's a big uh, priority for us.
1: Dina Wimet, thank you so much for sharing a fascinating inside look into the world of Ben & Jerry's. I love all that discussion on uh, on flavor innovation and uh, an organization which has an incredible history and no doubt quite the future as well. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks. The Art of the Pivot is brought to you by Signavio.